Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right, and when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 855-432-4905. Reputation Defender is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take charge of your reputation. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 855-432-4905 for free advice on your situation. That's 855-432-4905. Why can't you just be a good boy and die? You first. In a world of big-budget blockbusters, travel back in time to explore the epic and not-so-epic movies of yesteryear. Join Tim on their adventures through Nostalgia Land. This is On Second Watch, a movie nostalgia podcast. Contrary to popular belief, Sean Bean's character has not been killed in every movie. However, he certainly dies a lot, especially in some of the biggest movies, shows, and even video games such as Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, and Final Fantasy. So welcome to a special episode of On Second Watch, and with a little help from some friends, we're going to explore the movies that Sean Bean was not cast in and answer the ultimate question, how would Sean Bean have died? We get to decide the role, whether it's a leading or supporting role, a new character, cameo, or some random bystander, and decide how that character would die. And today is awesome because I am joined by Dan, the overlord from my favorite movie review podcast, The Movie Seller. So, Dan, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me on. The thing about the overlord, I got to say this, right? Because this <laughs> is making the rounds on Twitter right now that I'm overlord, Dan. And I, like, that was a name that I got given by my co-host of my show because they think that I am like, you know... I take too much control of the show, but you get it, Tim. <laughs> like somebody's got to take the reins, right? You know, it's someone has to do it or else it just ends up being a little bit of a mess. So I didn't know- come up with this name for myself. All right. This is what I, people need to understand. They came up with it for me. So this is not a self-given title. Just, I have to throw <laughs> that. This has to get recorded somewhere. All right. Let it, let it be known. I mean, they could have <laughs> given you a much worse title. So That's true. <laughs> Overl- Overlord's Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about The Movie Seller and where everyone can find you? Yeah. Uh, so we're The Movie Seller, and I think our tagline explains it pretty well. We have a VHS collection, an internet connection, and uninformed opinions. And so we watch the VHS collection, and then we use our internet connection to share our uninformed opinions about the movies that we watch. Um, you know, it's just friends talking about movies. We are not smart. We uh, are not, you know, cinephiles. We're just guys and we just watch like normal movies that normal people like. And, you know, we talk about them. The idea started as like basically what it's like, what it was like back in the day when you go into the local video store and you would hear the stupid high school kids who work behind the counter talking about whatever movies are going on. And um, 
you know, sometimes those conversations are really insightful and you learn about new things that are cool that you never heard of. And sometimes they're really stupid and we tend more toward the stupid, but we have a good time either way. So it's like hanging out with your friends. That's the goal. Exactly. And I really love your format because you, you know, you, you bring your listeners and your followers and on the whole process of voting for the movies. And it's really kind of cool to see the interaction and seeing people debate and fight over <laughs> online about which movie you guys should do. And it's really kind of cool just to listen in and see which one wins out. Yeah, that, that's been a fun angle. So for season one, we just did the coin flip. So we'd have two movies for each letter of the alphabet. That's how we progressed. And then we would flip a coin between the two. And then we'd actually, so we'd have half of the episode before we even flipped the coin. And then we'd flip and then we'd watch the movie during the quote unquote intermission of the show. And then we'd come back and literally these opinions were straight off the cuff. But with season two, with COVID hitting and everything like that, it kind of gave us more opportunity to do a little more preparation. And that's when we introduced the you pick them concept. And it's been really cool because, you know, people have, we pick movies that people have feelings about, you know, like these aren't weird, like indie movies from France or something weird like that. You know, these are movies like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think what we did recently. Well, Q wasn't overly exciting, but it was quick in the dead versus queen of the damned. And even those movies had, you know, their their followers and fans. And so it, it's fun. Our Twitter relationships have become this like really great sort of side quest of our show. Yeah, that's that's the fun part is interacting with people. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just, yeah, like you said, with with COVID hitting, I think a lot of shows kind of pivoted and changed a bit. Um, I think I'm under the fifth iteration of how our show operates, but you know, it's just, it's growing. We're having fun. That's, that's the whole point, right? That's, that's all, that's all you can do, man. I'm not, I'm not planning to make a million bucks doing our show. So right. <laughs> might as well enjoy it. Exactly. And and I had, you know, we had the honor and privilege of recording uh, a one-off episode for you guys during yes. the podcast secret Santa, which just, you know, solidified that your format's really sweet and, and fun. So I uh, really appreciate that. That was a great episode, and we really appreciated that you guys got our show, and you guys really ran with it and ran with the spirit of it. I love that you you know you let Spaz take the <laughs> take the sensor off him a little bit, and uh, that was a good time. I enjoyed that one. The crazy thing is, I even had to censor him. I know you when I took it that. off. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that filter is necessary, but it's I okay. mean, for for you guys, I understand there was probably things that were said that you didn't want out there for you guys. But for our show, you could have literally left in anything. I mean, <laughs> you've heard our show; it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> what well, was bad when after we recorded, Spaz was like, "You know what? You really should edit that piece out." Yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me, I wrote it down. I'm taking that out. If so. the person who said it wants it removed. Well, in my case, that's all the more reason to leave it in, but I, I get it. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one, uh, yeah, it was, it was no good. So <laughs> man, some of the earlier episodes I had with spaz, like just really, uh, yeah. just, he's, he's a nutball. I keep trying to do something one off with him to, to record, but he's, uh, he's, he's very flaky. So it is what it is. Yeah, man. You know, the talent, that's how it is with talent, man. It's hard to button <laughs> right. them down. You know, they know, they know what they're worth. And so they just blow you off. Yeah. His, his agent is just you know, yeah. no, no time for me. All right. So, um, today's going to be fun because we, in the spirit of all things that I'm, you know, doing star Wars with this month is we're going to take a look at the prequel trilogy and specifically star Wars episode three, revenge of the Sith. It's uh it's going to be an emotional one for me. I don't know about everyone else, but, uh, this, this movie is, is one of my favorites. Um, I hate the prequel trilogy. 
<laughs> but but uh, this one is, is special to me just because of how it all comes together. So let's talk a little bit about it before we we jump into Sean Bean. It is what does this movie mean to you? And do you remember the first time you saw it? Yeah. So um, you know, I was I got really into Star Wars. It was kind of later in life for me um, because I, I just didn't grow up with it. I didn't. I wasn't. I don't know how I didn't grow up with it. I think it's just because like my dad wasn't into it. Um, and so that was really how you learned about Star Wars, I think. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're in your early, mid, late 30s, Jesus. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so when I was in high school, though, um, I ended up, I broke my ankle. And my stepfather was like, he brought me over a bunch of movies. Um, he brought me over Misery, which was very mean, considering uh, in that movie, he gets his yeah. leg smashed with a hammer, but <laughs> um, he also brought me over the Star Wars, uh, the original Star Wars trilogy, and I fell in love immediately. And that was right before the prequels started. Okay, and so I saw, so I was really stoked about the prequels. Like I had just gotten into Star Wars when they started, and um, and then obviously uh, the first one came out, and it was just so bad. And I was like, oh man this is such a bummer. And, um, and the thing is, I think we look back on them and kind of misremember like that the CGI really was, it really was very bad. I mean, because you got to remember these were coming out at the same time as Lord of the Rings mm. and, uh, what Lord of the Rings was doing was like mind blowing compared to what the, this trash that the first couple of star Wars movies were, but then, um, Revenge of the, you know, I stuck with it because that's what you got to do. You, you know, to, that's, right? that's what it is to be a fan of something. You have to stick with the pain. Yeah. Um, and then Revenge of the Sith came out and um, we had a big party. We watched the, all the other movies that already existed. I remember we all dressed up and my friend's grandmother showed up and she was Yoda and she was like the cutest little old lady Yoda. <laughs> and she, instead of like having three fingers, she had these gloves that she had got at a discount store that were like green gardening gloves, but they had six fingers. Um, and she's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I have that memory, but um, then we watched, then we went and uh, we watched revenge of the Sith in theaters. And just like, it was just like, Oh my God. And then we went back to my friend's house to like rewatch the other prequels. And we we're like, no, those are still really bad, um, <laughs> but it totally restored my faith. So that, you know, we were all itching for the, the sequels when they did eventually come out, like over a decade later or whatever. But um, yeah, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, it was fantastic. I, lo I loved that movie. Um, and I got to I got to say I got to shout. I don't know. Shout out. But I got to show you this. This is uh, this is a bootleg. So I don't <laughs> know if you know, because our show is all VHS. Right. Yeah. So um, I have episode one and two and then four five and six all on VHS. But um, this is the first movie that was not released in the U S um, on oh. VHS. Now you can get it uh, from the UK. Uh, they had a VHS release, but it was released in 2005, which is when a lot of these companies stopped doing VHS. Yeah. Um, but I needed a boot of it because it just, my collection looked terrible. It was like one, two, four, five, six. Mm. So I needed episode three. Um, and I hooked up with a dude on Instagram who, uh, sold me this boot and it's beautiful. It's the only like slip cover boot that I have. Um, cause most of them, it's a lot easier to just like print something yeah. and then put it in a clamshell. Sure. 
I'm talking VHS nerd here. But anyway, uh, this this is this boot is fantastic. It's the best boot that I have. Well worth the forty bucks that I spent for it. <laughs> that's really cool, though. That's that's something special for sure. Yeah, it was worth it to me. I mean, because like you don't want to have one, two, four, five, and six on the shelf. No, like you gotta. You can't. I don't care about necessarily having the later ones, but you got to at least have that run. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before going too off the rails, I have to just share my first experience watching this movie. Um, so similar to you, I didn't really, I, I like star Wars, but I didn't really get into it until I was older. Um, what really brought me into star Wars. I, I was always a huge fan of, of John Williams. So his music, I was listening to that a lot as a kid, but then, um, in, in high school, uh, MMORPG Star Wars Galaxy came out and I just, I dove into that. It was my first MMO. I was hooked, spent way too much money, way too much time <laughs> getting involved in this game and, and learning more about the Star Wars lore. It just brought me more and more deeper into the story, the saga. So that's what really hooked me on Star Wars. And from there, it was just, you know, it got crazy. Like I, I sat down to watch the uh, original trilogy with my in-laws. And as we're going through like, Oh, that gun, it's a, that's an ion cannon because it helps disable droids. And that's why the job was like, just shut up. Let us watch the movie. Yeah. Um, but for revenge of the Sith, I remember midnight showing got together with a bunch of friends from work. We're all ready, excited back in the day when you couldn't reserve your seats, you're sitting in line for three something hours, just with a yeah, bunch man. of other fans, just talking, it's, you know, going through a couple buckets of popcorn while waiting. Um, but when I started watching this movie, I ended up getting this sharp pain in my mouth. And it was, it was agonizing. I, I like, I was just, I was just feeling miserable. I didn't want to leave. Cause it's just like, I was waiting for this movie for so long. So I just had my, my head down in my hand trying to watch this film, but just in so much misery. And then Dana, my wife thought I was sleeping. So she like hit me in the face. Oh God. So I hey, wake up and I was just like, Oh my God, what the hell just happened? Turns out my, um, I had to have emergency wisdom tooth surgery like the next day. Oh man. <laughs> it, so I was, I was a wreck. I could not enjoy the film. So I had to go see it as soon as I recovered from that whole mess and then saw it again. And you know, it's so it just, it's a bad memory, but yeah. the, the film <laughs> itself is just, it's, it's so fantastic. I love it. I, I think Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan just kind of sold that character to me as being one of the strongest characters in the entire star Wars universe, uh, that battle with him and Anakin just to, it was, it's just so good. So it's, it's, it's special to me and yeah, I, can't say enough about this movie. It's it's my favorite of the prequels. Obviously, I I cannot stand Attack of the Clones. <laughs> um, Phantom Menace has a couple redeeming qualities because Darth Maul is one of the most badass um, Sith lords and really enemies. Even mm-hmm. though he didn't have much time on screen, but just seeing a dual wield uh, lightsaber was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Let's let's do this movie some more justice. Let's cast Sean Bean in here and see how or what role he would play and how we're going to end up killing him. And I'm curious if there's going to be any overlap between what we've come up with. Um, I, th- I think I came up with three that I'm, I'm okay with. I'm pretty good with. <laughs> wow. That's like, I've got basically like one, but, but like two different ways for it to happen. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'll let, I'll let you go first. Mine are, I can get through a couple of them pretty fast, but okay. uh, why don't you go and hit us with your first casting? Okay, so the first thing I had to make sure was that Sean Bean wasn't... Star Wars is such a huge thing that I had to make sure that Sean Bean wasn't in Star Wars at any point in time. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of almost shocked that he hadn't been in some like minor role, but no, he, I have confirmed that he has not been in Star Wars yet, but who knows? 
they're still, they're still, they're still the they're future. Still, yeah. Um, so I thought I started with sort of a generic idea and then I kind of honed it down to something more specific. So the generic idea, which I would, I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't think of this is just one of the, uh, Jedi that gets killed by the clones after order 66 is executed. Um, you know, they have all those cut scenes that each last like 20 seconds mm-hmm. and it makes perfect sense that he'd be one of them. But then um, to be more specific, I thought something and, and you might relate to this as a parent, something that always irked me uh, or at it has ever since I've become a parent and I rewatch these movies with my kids is that the younglings are in the Jedi Temple totally alone. Uh, nobody's with the younglings. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and clearly they know they're in danger because one of them sort of representing the group comes up and thanks Anakin for showing up to help protect them because, you know, there's too many of them. I assume he means clones. I don't, he doesn't really specify, but my thought is um, why are the younglings in this dangerous situation without any adult supervision? And so what if Sean Bean is a Jedi master who is in charge of the younglings and he's hanging out with the younglings and he's kind of protecting them. And then Anakin shows up and Sean Bean is like, yo, Anakin, buddy, let's get these younglings out of here. And Anakin's all like, no, I'm going to kill you. And then they have a lightsaber battle. And then like, it makes Sean Bean like a hero. He dies a hero's death sort of like in Lord of the Rings. Yep. Um, and it gives him something a little bit more, a little bit more robust than just a generic Jedi getting killed by clones. Mm-hmm. Um, and it clears up that I don't, I want to, I don't want to call, call it a plot hole, but it's just like a bad job from a perspective of like a parent, like that there are no adults there with the younglings and it would make me feel better. So that, <laughs> so that was my big one is he's there with the younglings and he gets killed by Anakin. Nice. I, uh, so I'll build off of that. All right. um, my, so one of my ideas was Sean Bean. Yes. He has to be, you need him to be a Jedi. You know, yeah. he needs to at least have something, at least an opportunity to be a Jedi. So my thought is he was a Jedi master and he was on the council. We just never saw him because the camera never panned to him. Yeah. And <laughs> um, and he doesn't say much. He doesn't, you know, but he doesn't like Anakin. And I don't know if it's just because it reminds Anakin reminds him of himself, or maybe he looked a little bit too much like him as a child or some love child he had that he ran away from. But um, he always had it out for this kid. So when the council agreed to let Anakin sit on the council, but not the title of master um, after, you know, Mace Windu kind of grilled him about that. Oh, master Sean Bean says uh, this was, he found his moment to shine and chimed in and said, one does not simply gain the title of master. Oh, that pissed Anakin off. Oh, I like <laughs> so that. this whole situation after he kills Mace Windu and has to go and goes off and kills the younglings. Anakin makes a beeline right to Master Bean's quarters, and <laughs> Ned Stark's his head off. Ah, oh, so. poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> so the question that I have for you is, and I was thinking about this too, is which what like would Sean Bean just be like? a human ish type of race, or would he be like a cool race, like a different color or like with some weird shit on his head? You know, would he, would he like have some kind of cool feature to be like an alien or would he just be like a generic human ish type Jedi? 
I mean, you you could go the human route, you know, it's easy, but for some, for, maybe this is insulting to Sean being not like killing him in every episode isn't <laughs> insulting, but I could see him being like a, a, a Bothan, you know, the, the dog like creature. Yeah. <laughs> I like I could, that. I could see his head kind of, maybe they make it, I don't know, but yeah, he'd, <laughs> he'd be a good alien race. I think, I don't know what though, but I was thinking more like one of those like Shrek type aliens, like with the weird ear things like, um, that are, uh, I, I, they were like playing the music in the bar, <laughs> you know, like that dude, like with the like weird face and the big ears. I'm like doing all these hand gestures. Nobody can see that, but you know what I'm saying? Right. He's like blue. The, they, uh, the, so there's, uh, Max Rebo. He's like the elephant guy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that guy. So Max Rebo, the Jedi master. I love that. <laughs> yes. We can go with that. Why not? Yeah. Let him have fun um, with it. You know, he deserves it. He gets killed in every movie. Come on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. So that was, yeah, that was my Jedi master moment. I had a, I had a couple other, but did you have any, any other thoughts on something he could do? I mean, the only other idea that I had, which I, I didn't fully flesh it out because I'm not really sure how you deal with Luke and Leia at this point, but instead of um, Anakin's love interest being Padme, like they could, uh, his love interest could be Sean Bean. And then, so it adds this like whole other, like, you know, uh, Anakin's trying to deal with his sexuality and, uh, and, and so he like denies Sean Bean, um, because he can't have that in his life. Uh, and Sean Bean dies of his broken heart from being rejected by Anakin. (laughs) Uh. I just like, I love that Padme dies of broken heart. It's like the dumbest thing ever. But whatever. <laughs> I say this a million times. Lucas can create a wonderful world and rich storytelling. He sucks with dialogue. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I also just think that he's like, he'll do all, he'll put in all this. I've done this, man. It's like you put in all this work into this project. You're like into every nitty gritty detail. And you're like, I'm not really sure. You know, like you have this one leftover piece that you're not really sure how you're going to deal with. And then you're like, oh, that's fine. We'll just, she'll just die of a broken heart. Call it good. Move on. Yeah, I think in the, <laughs> I think in the comics um, or the, the novelization, they expanded on it a little bit. Like, the emperor kind of sucked her life force out yeah. to save Anakin, which, you know, sure. Why not? It's better yeah. than a broken heart. There, I mean, there's nothing that they do more with star Wars than like back ass stuff into the canon. <laughs> right. They're like, Oh yeah, that didn't actually make any sense. Now we have to clean up George Lucas's mess. Yeah. Well, the sequel trilogy itself, there's a whole mess there too, but <laughs> different, different episode, different podcast. Um, so I, had, so I had two more. I can get through pretty quick here. Um, one of them, this this is the this is what happens when I wake up at four o'clock in the morning and can't go back to sleep. I <laughs> I created this whole backstory. So Sean Bean is a traffic control assistant, assistant to the manager on Coruscant, <laughs> and he's fighting very he's hard Dwight, to earn. He's the Dwight. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <love> it. <laughs> he's fighting very hard to earn that manager title, um, and goes above and beyond to make it known that he deserves it once the manager retires and. Sean wakes up one day to a voicemail saying, Hey, uh, so there's like this massive war going on over Coruscant. So everyone could just stay home. <laughs> not Sean Bean. No, he's, he's, he's not going to skip out on his job. So he's going to that spaceport. He's going to that traffic control tower and he's going to do his job, even though there's no flights. Cause there's a freaking war going on overhead. <laughs> so when, uh, 
you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan come crashing down with the remains of the invisible hand ship. Um, they head right towards Sean Bean and he immediately regrets that decision <laughs> going to work. They obliterate the traffic control station, obliterate Sean Bean and every hope of that promotion. Oh man, that's, that's rough, man. I think that giving him the, that menial job is like more like, it, that's more disrespectful to Sean Bean <laughs> than killing him in like every bonus episode you have. <laughs> uh you know it's, it's well here's my, here's my third one maybe that's even worse oh good um, I, I feel like it's it's fun to just accidentally kill him in some just side wrong place wrong time moment like we've done in the past um my wrong place wrong uh wrong time wrong place moment is when um mace windu is fighting the emperor anakin cuts his arm off and the emperor just force lightnings the hell out of Mace Windu and throws him out of the building. You can't just haphazardly throw somebody out of a building and not <laughs> question where he's going to land. Well, Truth. there's Sean Bean just uh, walking down the street. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Going after some death sticks, whatever. Selling, <laughs> selling some calf, whatever it is. He's, he's just walking on the street. He's wrecked on spice, man. He's yeah. just wrecked on spice. Just, just stumbling. <laughs> Like, wait, man, that's a lot of troopers marching the streets now. That's weird. Suddenly gets smashed by Mace Windu. A la, just like in the other guys where Sam Jackson takes a dive off the building and face plants it on the concrete. We killed Sean Bean, you know, pushing a hot dog cart or something. Same thing. Just walking down the street. Sam Jackson just crushes him. I like that. The cameo kill. (laughs) I'm into it. Every time Sam Jackson gets thrown off a building. Sean Bean's there, Sean to, Bean's there to, <laughs> to be the trampoline. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I love that. Um, that's, that's what I got. That's like I said, that's what happens when I wake up at four o'clock in the morning when I should be sleeping, but I can't shut the brain off. You have more important things to do than sleep. Like think of ways to kill Sean Bean. I, I'm trying to do the guy a favor. If he just accepted these roles, just, you know, ask for a hundred thousand here, a million there. I mean, the guy would, you know, be more than set. He could be the Stan Lee of, screen deaths you know like he doesn't even have to like have these big characters it can be like dude just come in for a couple hours let us get you on screen having someone fall on you having something impale you you know and people love it yeah i mean you you barely need to show his face just enough for you to be like wait was that sean bean yeah like like uh was it was it brad pitt in deadpool 2 that was just like a quick little he was like the invisible man just quick little flash and it was gone just exactly Yeah, like Vin Diesel as Groot, right? Right. <laughs> God, how much money did he make for that? I, uh, you know, they 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 label him in every movie, like in Guardians of the Galaxy two, where he's a like a baby. How is Vin Diesel that? How, did they actually use Vin Diesel's voice for that? I don't know, man. That's crazy. I don't know. They they I think they said that they motion captured him. That's like, what do you motion captured him? It's a little tiny twig. Right. I mean, I guess he's like a teenager later in the... Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Man, that's ridiculous. The fact that they need to motion capture... I don't know why we're talking about this, but... (laughs) (laughs) Motion capture Sean Bean as Groot, all right? Yeah, there you go. Then I'd be into it. Let's go. (laughs) No, I think we we did it. He's He's a Jedi master. Yes. He he has to be a Jedi, and he has to just... Anakin's got to take him out, I guess, right? I think so. I think so. That's the best way to go. I mean, I you know, 
I liked it. I that was actually when you asked me which Star Wars movie to do, that was like my first thought was like, uh, like a Jedi Master getting killed. Like, because just a crap load of people get killed in this movie in like a very short succession. It made oh, yeah. perfect sense. So before we kind of wrap up here, I want to talk about a very special event that you're doing um, that I think is is so cool and I can 100% stand behind. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this trash bash and everything that you guys are doing to support JDRF? Yeah, man. So um, I won't go into the whole spiel, but um, you know, we started out, my daughter, who is 12, uh, was diagnosed two years ago, two years, two years ago now with um, type one diabetes. And, um, you know, that was around the time we started the show and we decided um, a little while into it, like, let's find a way to use the show to maybe help raise some funds for the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Um, And that's when we came up with VHS for T1D, where people donate um, 20 bucks and we'll watch and review a movie for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's been great. Uh, We ran into an issue basically where too many people were donating. And so we, uh, we had like a huge backlog. So we spent the summer of 2020 trying to, catch up on that backlog. And then I was kind of trying to figure out a way to make it so that we could raise a lot of money without having to do as much work because (laughs) at the end of the day, that's what I'm about. Um, But no, like how could we raise a lot of money through one event? And that's when we started kind of um, brainstorming an idea of a um, YouTube premiere event. And what we came up with was uh, what is, now known and uh, being billed as the Trilogy of Trash Birthday Bash. So to celebrate the two-year anniversary of our show and to help raise money for the JDRF, uh, we're hosting a video premiere of these three shot-on-video horror films um, that were made by our friends at Dungeon Entertainment. So each of them is only like 15 minutes long. They have a very like they look like they're on VHS cause they were recorded on VHS. So it's very nice. like fitting to our, uh, to our style of our show. Um, so we're going to premiere those on, on YouTube, um, to get a digital ticket to the event. You just have to go to our JDRF campaign page and donate, um, the minimum donation, five bucks, five bucks will get you the, uh, the link, uh, to the event. And then, um, if you donate 10 bucks, you'll get the link to the event. Plus we'll send you swag, which will include a bunch of stickers and um, mini prints um, with art from some of our friends. Um, and also fantastic coasters from on second watch. Hey, how about that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and also um, every donation gets you entered into our raffle and the raffle prize is like just growing. Like it's ridiculous. Um, so we've got, I think, three T-shirts in it, um, one from us, one from Married Mash Podcast, one from uh, our friend Jeff from For the Trees. He made a great shirt. It's a custom shirt for the event. It says, I helped the movie seller kick T1D in the jimmy, which I think is <laughs> fantastic. He's a great yeah. dude. Um, it's like a screen printed shirt, a one-off that awesome. he made. Um, yeah. We have signed prints from acclaimed Ninja Turtles comic book artist, Steve Levine. Um, We have a mixtape made by our friend Trev at the struggling artist. All the music is from guests of his show 
who have mm-hmm. donated their music to the mixtape. Um, and we have a signed print of um, Space Oddities by our friends uh, Ben and John at the Geek Exploration oh, cool. Podcast. So every donation gets you entered to this raffle. This is one prize. So whoever wins it is going to win this like monstrous prize pack. That's insane. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Um, someone was like, why didn't you break it up? And then I was like, because I don't want to ship a bunch of stuff to a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, if you want to donate and you want to participate, it's on May 7th, which I think will be just a few days after this airs um, at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, But you can donate right up until the event. Uh, You just go to trashbash.themovieseller.com. And um, that will redirect you directly to our JDRF campaign page. Um, the money goes directly to them and I can't say directly enough, but we don't touch the money. It goes to the JDRF and they use it for all kinds of amazing, uh, research and advocacy. Um, I just want to say really quick, like just to give an example, um, we just got new health insurance and, uh, my daughter, um, she is on a pump, uh, and an insulin pump which basically it's just mainlining insulin into her Mm. um, constantly, as opposed to her having to take shots with a needle. Um, Those pumps were not carried by my health insurance company until literally last summer. And it was because of the advocacy campaign from the JDRF that United Healthcare decided that they would actually carry uh, or that they would cover the pump that my daughter has um, so that's just one example of how the JDRF is using the money to like really do stuff out there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, we have a video from a lady who's been a type one diabetic for over 30 years. And she has shared with us like uh, the, the, the progress that's been made um, in, in, you know, treating type one diabetes. It's, it's crazy. Um, right. So it's it's a very worthwhile cause. Obviously, I care a lot about it, but uh, a lot of people have come together to make this really special and really cool. That's awesome. I can't wait. I have my raffle ticket. I'm ready to watch them. Um, I know Chris on my show is huge horror buff, so I'm going to make sure he gets a chance to check it out too. But God, yeah, JDRF is fantastic. My At the day job, they're they're huge, huge supporters of JDRF and doing events constantly. Um, you know, donating cars and all sorts of stuff to raffles and things like that. Um, so the fact that you guys are doing this and you've, you've, you've built a cause that's, you know, people can get behind it. Not only do they want to, you know, support you guys, but support a great cause to help people like your daughter. I I have friends with, with type one D I have, you know, friends with their kids. So it's just, it's, it's brutal. It's tough. These kids, (laughs) these kids really, they're, they're champions, the, the things that they deal with and, and fight through it's whatever, couple dollars if it helps find treatment find cures help people get the treatment they need and and go to that research it's it's huge so uh, even if horror is not your thing and uh you have no idea what we're talking about just you know five bucks it's, it's a donation helps you out or you could do more but i mean it's hey do more if you can but um it supports a great cause um you know straight to the charity um of the nonprofit. so if you can help out you know give uh give the movie seller my regards <laughs> and uh <laughs> check out this amazing event. It's, it sounds great. I'm really looking forward to it. And, um, you guys put a lot of effort in this and it's, it's really cool to see it all come together. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been so many other people too. Like I won't, you know, I won't list everybody off right now, but like, um, I will just say that just so many people have come together to make this really special. And, um, the video, you know, the, the actual premiere event, it will be the, the, the horror films, but it will all, not really horror. I mean, it's fun. It's not going to be like, you're not going to be like, Oh my God, I can't watch this. Um, but it's going to have all this other cool stuff too. Like all these little videos from different sponsors, um, special guests will be in the chat, hanging out, talking with people. It's going to be this really fun sort of interactive thing. Um, so it'll, it'll be a lot of, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. And then I'm, I'm happy to have you on here. So Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, killing Sean Bean. That's what it's about. And, um, Hey, if we can, we're always up for a good charity and supporting awesome causes. So, uh, happy to give you one more platform to share the event and hopefully we can get some more people over there and check it out and support a great cause. Yeah, man. I really appreciate you having me on and, uh, I love what you guys have done. Um, you know, the, 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 we, the we's, Weaves is how you say a plural. I don't know. <laughs> or switches. I guess they were switches, weren't they? They weren't weaves. Yeah. I'm dating like, myself they... now. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that was super cool, man. Um, that you guys did that. And it's just awesome to be able to use our platforms to like help people out. And like it's just crazy how many how willing people are to really participate. It's it's really beautiful, man. It is, it's especially in today where you got COVID and all sorts of craziness going on in the world. Um social media is a toxic place and there's a lot of disgusting, terrible things and <laughs> terrible people out there just saying some really disgusting things. So, um, the fact that we can do something like this and really bring out the good of social media and people rallying behind a great cause, it just, it warms your heart to see, you know, people doing good and, and standing behind something good. So, um, yeah, if this, if we can, our little platforms can do something positive to the world around us, I'm, I'm all for it. So yeah, man, me too. Awesome. Well, thanks Dan. Really appreciate it. Uh, awesome. So guy, Check out the Movie Seller. Fantastic podcast. I love listening to you guys. Um, support this awesome cause. you got a couple days to jump in and, and get your ticket to see these these movies and participate on the during the live event. Um, again, Dan, thanks so much. Movie Seller, love your show. Thanks, man. I had a great time. Poor right. Sean Bean. We eh. love you, Sean Bean. <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting for my cease and desist letter. So <laughs> <laughs> That'll mean you made it, man. That's right. And Until I get that, I'm just going to keep on going. That's right. Keep killing him. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thanks a lot.